This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Listening to the House of Indie. All right, welcome to another episode of the House of Indie. My name is Joey Galvez, and I am here with two amazing creators, the creators from Five Meat Comics. We have Oscar and Rolando. How's it going, man? How, let's Oscar. How are you doing, man? Let's let's talk to you first, really quick. Um, Who's asking? <laughs> so, man, uh, we've 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 been talking a little bit on uh, all over the the social media and all that good stuff, but I haven't been able to talk to you guys. You know, in person, or I, I don't think anybody really gets to do that nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, sure. uh, but man, nice to meet you guys. So tell me a little bit about Five Meats, because what, what is Five Meats, man? It's just not, a, you're just making me hungry over here. <laughs> well, yeah, first of all, Joey, thanks for having us on. Uh, we, Five Meats Comics is, in our humble opinion, the funniest comics in indie comics. <laughs> and you don't, if you don't agree, you haven't read the book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we do adult comedy, uh, comic books, uh, action adventure stuff. Mainly our meat and potatoes, our meat, is uh, Mashbone and Grifty. It's a story about two dummies who decide to do something with their lives after a lifetime of not doing anything with their lives. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you guys didn't read the book, you guys don't know. And maybe it's a little bit because, you know, I, I'm Latino, too, and I know a little bit, you know, I kind of get the, you know, the inside jokes here a little bit. Tell me a little bit about this, because tell me about the characters, number number one, uh, and, and uh, give a quick log line of this. You, you, you started it off here, Oscar, a little bit, but Rolando, can you finish up that log line real quick? Yeah, so, uh, so. Two dummies decide to, to make something of themselves and they start a private detective agency out of their uh, local bar. Um, they decide that, you know, in order to serve their community, they're going to start with the folks that are right around them pretty much every day, uh, which is kind of like a motley crew of uh, a bunch of weirdos, really. Um, but it's, it's set in the, uh, in the fictional town of New Brownsville, which is modeled after the non-fictional town of Brownsville, Texas, our hometown. Um, but yeah, that's in a nutshell. That's kind of what it is. Just you guys wanted to make something of themselves and decided to serve, uh, serve the community, and they're no way qualified uh, to be private detectives or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that they had to go by was just the movies that they watched when they were kids, and you know the ideas that they have of, of what a detective's supposed to do. It, it it feels like that, and and I get a little bit of a sense of uh, kind of is there a little bit of your guys's childhood in here? Oh, ab- <laughs> absolutely. It's um. Uh, it's 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 not like autobiographical, really, <laughs> um, but it's heavily influenced uh, by our community. Um, that's kind of what our comics are really about at their core. Um, you know, it, it's about the community that, that we come from, uh, and not just here in Brownsville. But you know, me and Oscar, we've you know, we lived in Brownsville uh, during the same time. We went to college. We lived in Houston at the same time. Austin at the same time. So from city to city here in Texas, you know, we, we've been around each other. So it's kind of like the different um, 
influences and in, in us like growing older and attempting to mature, uh, which is kind of what uh, what Mashwin and Grifty are doing as well. Um, but but yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of us in the in the characters and and a lot of our community and the in the supporting characters there. I, I love this because a lot of the times you know uh, uh, we talk about you know right now the times you know, we we want representation and all the stuff where we go and all this stuff. You know, being a Latino and growing up in the in, in, you know in in, the, in California and then moving out to Arizona. Uh, I, there's there was not a lot of representation where I was and 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 you 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 go on TV and the only thing that 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 there that there is is you know Sabalu Gigante and you can't even like they, like can we all really relate to that not really right like I I, I hated watching that as a kid and and when you you know I I love comic books and I go to see something like this like you guys have this here obviously you guys set out to do something like this is create something funny and lighthearted, but still have, you know, that core here. Yeah. Right. Um, the city of Brownsville, Texas, <clears throat> if I may be so bold, is not so different from the kingdom of Wakanda. Okay. As in, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, as in like, it's majorly one race and it's in a bubble away from the re- quote unquote real world. Okay. Uh, you know, I, like I lived in Brownsville from when I was a kid up until I was 19, uh, well, 18. And then I moved to Houston and mm. it was a culture shock. Oh, wow. Uh, I've never seen so many, like, you know, Brownsville is like 90% Mexican. Uh, so, you know, you go and you're like, where are all the other Mexicans? This is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it's a big culture shock when, when you move out of the valley. And so to do something like create a fictional city like New Brownsville and have it very brown and, and just and not not in a, uh, a forced way. It's just that's how it is. That came very natural to us because that is how it how it was. And, and it kind of still how it is down there. I lived in California in a small little farmer's town where the, most of the population was 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 Caucasian. And, 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 and then, uh, so, uh, the, a lot of the schools that I went to, you know, there was not a lot of, you know, brown kids around. And then, and, you know, there was the one school that you knew that that's where they all were at. You know what I mean? And then I come out to, to Arizona. I'm like, all right, all right. This is where my people are at. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was, it was a culture shock out there a little bit, you know, and you feel a little, you know, it, it's flip. Obviously my, my life is a little bit flipped there with you guys. And, and, but, uh, but man, yeah, I, I, I agree. Sometimes when you, when you go and you, and you, it's a major culture shock. Uh, so how do you guys how do you guys uh, tackle something like that with with with, uh, you know, comedy in your guys comic books? Well, man, like in our like in the culture here, like in, in Brownsville, in the Rio Grande Valley, um, and also just like the Latino culture and Mexican culture specifically, um, like it's just naturally comedic, like just the way that everybody gets along. Um, and it's just growing up with with, you know, parents that always crack jokes. Um, growing up with, you know, big families and stuff like that, like whenever you get together, you know, you're always joking, um, with friends at school, same thing. So, um, we just kind of looked and thought of our experiences, um, and kind of adapted them to, to what, what these two characters match when it grips to what their experiences are in the book. Um, as far as like, and as far as like tackling the comedy, like, again, it just, it just kind of came natural, man. Um, 
me and Oscar spend a lifetime like just trying to make each other laugh, and that's really what happens with these stories. That's that's part of our process. Is just you know if I can get a, an NMG on a text message from Oscar, uh, which stands for uh, No Mama's Way, uh, <laughs> the no LOL. Um, if we can get one of those from each other, then we know we're onto something. You know, we'll, we'll keep going with it. And that's that's yeah. how it, that's how it all started, man. It's just I'll, I'll also add that. I'll also add that a part of the a big part of our culture is um, uh, not really dealing with our emotions very well. That happens a lot in 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 Latin American communities, in, uh, Latinx communities. Uh, so the one thing that we gravitate towards a lot is comedy. So you, a lot of people use comedy to shield their emotions. I mean, uh, some of the funniest times I've ever had with my family have been at funerals. To be honest, just because like. We can't take the sadness, so we just try to make each other laugh at the most inopportune times. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a coping mechanism um, in our within our communities, um, and I mean, it's I think it's a it's a beautiful way to handle things sometimes. But you know, you definitely gotta gotta use other methods too. But 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 comedy is is, is a good way to, to to help you heal and stuff. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. Uh, it's, it's I have so many. <laughs> Listen, we were just over at my mom's the the weekend this weekend, and and the things that my Thea does, man. She's a little bit older, man. It's just it's just funny the cult the the culture of of our of our older uh, uh, relatives, man. It's just they're just funny, man. It's just a different kind of thing. <laughs> so I know exactly what you guys are talking about. Um, yeah, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of talking smack. You know, if you're, yep. if you're gonna get along, you know. It's like uh, it's like you do it for sport. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. I used to get real mad at my buddies because we were always dragging on each other, man. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's take a small break here, but I want to talk to you guys a little bit more because because something happened here and and and, and uh, big big major news, right? You guys are joining Chispa. Chispa is now joining Scout as well, right? So yes, huge stuff is going to be happening. I want to know a little bit about that and how you guys felt when you guys got you know when all that news came about. So when we come back from the break. Let's talk a little bit about that. All right, and we are back from the break, and I'm here with Oscar and Rolando. Five meets. How's it going, guys? Uh, before we went to the break, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Chispa because, uh, you know, Chispa Comics is now uh, part of Scout Comics. But I want to know, what? How did, how did you guys, you know, come to be a part of Chispa? Well, uh, it came about uh, just being homies with people, networking, networking. Um, not being a jerk, being good, being be, being friendly—that's what it was—and also working our asses off, uh, making comics. It's a nice combination of all that stuff. Uh, we met. Uh, we we started going to conventions once we started making like our first comic book, like issue one, um, and we would go with our one book and we'd sell it at conventions. And then you know the next convention we'd have two, we'd have three, yada yada. But. Uh, through all those conventions, we'd meet people, and one of the people we met was Hector, who is one of the guys in charge of Chispa. And me, me and Rolando, we got to a point where we were kind of fed up with uh, uh, where we're at, you know, because we can only we can only get our book out so so much, you know. So, and me, whenever I'm working on comics, I I watch comic book documentaries. That stuff gets me hyped, it gets me motivated, and the, and one of my favorites is. Uh, the Image Revolution, uh, the documentary about Image Comics. It's it's such a good documentary, and uh, and then you start rolling into you know 
uh, like Todd McFarlane documentaries and, and uh, just all those different different ones. They're so motivational. And so we were going up to Dallas to do a convention that uh, Hector runs. And, uh, you know, we were talking, me and Rolando, and we came to the de decision that, like, at the after party, we're going to rally the troops. We're going to do it. We're, we got to do We got to come up with this thing. We got to just, can we just all get together, you know, and, and, and do it? And it, it, it got over like a fart in church. But, uh, <laughs> but one of the guys who really loved what we were saying was Hector. And Hector was like, you know, uh, you guys, are, it's a really good idea. But at the same time, like, uh, it's, it's, it's only like not a lot of people are into it. So it is what it is. But Hector is a hustler. I mean, if we're, if we're a three, he's a 10 as far as that stuff goes. Um, he's the man. And he, him and David Bowles, they, you know, you can ask them because we don't exactly know how it happened. But they hooked up with Scout and they formed Chispas. And part of the thing was they, you know, they got the label. Now they need the, the crew. And because we had, we have a, we have a small backlog. And we just, you know, and, and they li like our work and they can tell that we're motivated. Uh, we got the phone call. Do like a pitch and, and, right. and that stuff too. But, uh, but yeah, from that relationship that we formed with Hector, uh, Rodriguez, uh, that, that's where the opportunity came from. And we were prepared. So that's, that's where success comes in, right? It's a opportunity and. And preparedness. Yeah, man. You you don't want to get caught with your pants down, right? <laughs> you oh. want to be prepared. You want to be ready for everything. And 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 this is one of those industries where you have to be absolutely pa passionate for the the what you're doing. And hard work pays off, and it doesn't pay off when you want it to. <laughs> so, oh. so so let me talk, talk to me a little bit about this because uh, before we jumped on the show, I was talking to Rolando a little bit, and he said that you guys been you guys are you guys are homies from back in the day, right? And you guys have been doing this for a minute. So so have you guys always been you know creating together, or or how? Let me let me know a little bit about that. Um, yeah. So we like I was telling you earlier, we um, before we came on. Um, me and Oscar met in the eighth grade, uh, so since we're little babies, and uh, since then, you know, collaborating on on just like dumb ideas, just again making each other laugh and stuff. Uh, the first kind of bigger collaboration that we did was had to do with wrestling. Uh, we formed a little backyard wrestling uh, uh, unit, and uh, we called it BTW Brown Town Wrestling. And uh, and uh, yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, we collaborated on that. Uh, that actually led to us. Uh, starting in Lucha Libre here in, in Brownsville. Uh, so we started training to be wrestlers and stuff. Um, another thing where, you know, uh, being prepared and getting the opportunity came, uh, came together. A um, friend of ours from high school, his name's uh, Louis, uh, rest in peace. Uh, his dad had a, uh, or has a wrestling promotion. So he told us, you know, hey, you know, my dad's got a wrestling promotion. Like, Why don't you guys come out, check it out? We did. Uh, we'd already been doing backyard wrestling. We had this little routine down. So after the show, you know, all the kids are in the ring and stuff. They let you get in there. Um, Louis told us, you know, hey, why don't you guys come in here? We did, rolled around a bit, impressed his dad. And, you know, that was, that was like our first big, like, get of, like, doing dumb stuff and being able to capitalize on it. Um, fast forward, and we're in college now in Houston. Oscar's at the Art Institute and, um, you know, collaborating on, on some stuff, some creative stuff, you know, that he had to do for, uh, for schooling. And that's kind of where the... The Mashbone and Grifty characters kind of, kind of uh, took off. Um, and what the Mashbone one you 
It was a high school drawing, right, Oscar? <clears throat> yeah, so I used to draw this little cape guy. There was no bone in his head, but I used to draw this little cape guy all over the place. Uh, and that eventually morphed into the Mashbone uh, character. And part of it also is, one, I just, you know, I just love collaborating with Rolando. But also, uh, you know, on the weekends, we would just love to hang out and drink and go crazy. But me, I was a workaholic as far as art goes. So I always had to work on my stuff. So that meant when we all hang out, I'm, I'm going to work on some stuff. We can hang out and drink, but I'm still going to be working on my stuff. So that's how, like, it also helped to mingle stuff where if I'm working on it, you know, Rolando's right there. Let's get into it. Yeah. The immediate feedback. Basically. Yeah. There's always those couple of homies who are always the creative ones that are over there just down to chill, but they always got their art books out and they always got their markers yep. and pens and, and all that good stuff. Right. And, and, uh, and now dude, you look back and you're like, all right, all right. I see what you're doing now. Um, so, so man, that's, that's cool that you guys kind of stuck it out and, and, and kept that relationship and kept it going because and even just that is hard to find nowadays. And now you guys are creating together, creating some masterpieces. Uh, I think, uh, amazing here. Let's, let's talk a little bit about what you guys are doing. Cause this is not the only creation you guys got going on, right? Uh, no, we also have a kid's comic that we're, we need to, uh, find the time to do a second issue of, but, uh, long, uh, the short of it is that we got tired of selling our adult comedy book to children at conventions. <laughs> uh, we didn't mind the money, but you know, yeah, yeah we would, we would sell it. We would, <laughs> but then I feel a little bad about it later. So. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know what? It's not our fault, man, because we tell the kid they can't buy it and we're like, go, go away, shorty. And then they come back with their parents. And we told the parents, uh, you know, this is a, an adult book. I'm sorry. And the, they all said the same thing. Like nine out of 10 parents had said this. My kid watches Rick and Morty. We can buy that. He can handle it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then you guys so, are getting hate emails later on, right? <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, our children's book is called Lemon Pepper Hugs. It's, it's basically a, a kid version of Mashbone and Grifty, which is a bunch of kids going on crazy adventures in their neighborhoods just trying to uh you know make through the day that's that's what's up i love it i love it okay let's let's get a little bit deep here let's talk about the creative process uh i, I want to know uh, how, how do you guys do this you do do you, you know do, do you guys separate and say and hey, nah, man you stay on that side i'm gonna go write you you go do your art thing or how do you guys do that yeah it's uh it, it, it's an intense collaboration no joke there's um uh you know i look back on our books and i'm not i can't 100 say as far as the writing goes, like who does what? Although if it uses like really smart words, it's Rolando. <laughs> 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 um, but even on the even on the art side, he's I'm constantly sending him, uh, you know, snippets of the of the art, and he's always commenting on it uh, about the you know the layout and whatnot. Because I mean, I I like to think I read a lot of comics where Rolando literally works at a comic book shop, so he's all he's surrounded by comics twenty four seven. And um, yeah, it, it's an it, it's just a big collaboration. Uh, we're always on Google Chat. Uh, everything happens on Google Chat, and if it's really good, it gets moved over to uh, Evernote, uh, the <laughs> you know online note note taking yeah, app. Yeah. And from there, uh, you know, we're co-writers, but Rolando is like the 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 excuse me, like the main guy as far as that goes, and he puts it all together. 
uh, in a script, a very nice looking layout script, sends it to me. I translate that onto the page, you know, with, with like stick figures and whatnot. <laughs> and then he's, you know, just to do the quick layout. Yeah. And once that's done, you know, he's constantly going in there saying, ah, this should be changed. That should be changed. And, uh, and vice versa. So Rolando, tell me a little bit about that, man. Cause so do you have an extensive, uh, you know, uh, comic book encyclopedia in your head, man, or what's up with that? Um, not really. What's up? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, there's a there's a lot of it from when I was a kid. Um, you know, obviously when you're a kid, you know, you get into comics and stuff like that. Uh, uh, so I was into comics for for quite a while. Kind of dropped off from that. Got more heavy into wrestling, and then you know, kind of got back into it. But that's kind of been me, like throughout this whole process. Even as we've like written, like I like, there's been months on end where like I don't pick up a comic. I'm reading something else, or I'm watching something else. So I try not to just look. Um, look at, at, at comics as like a guide um just storytelling in general because uh, whenever we started on this i really wanted to be a screenwriter like so bad um so uh, the first time i was living in austin um i was going to half price books a lot and buying uh, stuff on screenwriting storytelling just everything and anything uh writing for animation so all kinds of different stuff uh started going through all those books and just kind of started putting things together uh one thing about me is i've always been a horrible student but I was always a good test taker, which meant like, okay, tell me, you know, that, hey, you got to do the thing and I'm going to, you know, try to figure it out, you know, and I'm kind of stubborn that way, too. Um, so I've, I've always wanted to kind of anything that I make that we create, like I, I want it to be like, like ours, you know, like I don't want it to not I don't want for people to, to right away be able to recognize and say, oh, this is like this and this and this, you know. Um, so in the pursuit of that, of that originality. Uh, that's why I started looking at a bunch of different things, basically just all the things that, you know, that I was really into, you know, films and TV shows and stuff. Um, so that's that's where I started kind of getting my war chest of, of like knowledge and stuff together um, and then just kind of take it from there. Uh, as far as once we start writing, uh, one term that we use is ping pong. We always ping pong uh, the ideas. You know, we start with just kind of a broad idea, um, you know, and then go back to our joke. Well, you know, all the stuff that's in Evernote, all, all those things go through there and be like, okay, which, which like stupid gag that we came up with would fit with this story. And then try to kind of, uh, come up with like bullet points, you know, in, in the, uh, in the story that we're writing in a particular issue and then just fill in the blanks. Um, and as I do start, you know, on the script then you know, Oscar starts with, with some of the art and, and that's where the real like heavy duty, like ping ponging goes, uh, starts, uh, starts to kind of take shape. So, so what does that ever note? Uh, file look like is it is it a is it an outline is it beats or or is it just you know a bunch of scribble uh it's it's all that um there's um there's because we don't whenever we're working on an issue we don't have like just one like note that we go off of um like i do like a lot of tags like in in, in on my evernote because uh, we have like shared ever uh shared uh notebooks in evernote and then we have our own individual ones so um so i'll just you know, start throwing a bunch of ideas and a bunch of stuff from the chats and everything, just copy paste into the notes. And then once the story needs to take shape, then that's when we go into the, the shared notebook. And, um, and, it, and the way that I started doing it now is um, kind of at the top of the note is going to be like all the, all the stupid gags that we really, really want to get in there. Then after that, um, it's kind of like a step sheet, you know, just the, the different, like you said, you know, different beats and stuff like that. Uh, then after that, I'll start. I'll start on the on the script, and that will be all on one note. 
but it was built up from a bunch of other like little notes. Like we've, I mean, we put stuff in, um, well, right, the, the one that I'm writing right now, it's issue number five. Um, so I got stuff that's like from back in 2013, 2014 stuff, you know, that, that I've been throwing in there. Um, you know, a bunch of old ideas and we don't, we don't let anything go. Um, like Milton Berle, the, the comedian, uh, he famously has like this whole back catalog of a bunch of index cards where he would write like, like jokes and to build up his routines, he would go back to that joke well and, uh, and, you know, start putting his act together. So it's kind of the same way with, uh, with us. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of it's just years and years of telling like, like silly, bad, like, you know, stupid jokes and stuff, and then just kind of seeing them take shape. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's a little bit of, uh, of everything. Um, the, the broader ideas, the, the step sheet, and then finally the script. To create an outline from like a beat kind of thing. I feel like sometimes that that's a little bit of a, of a difficult step because then you're, you're like, okay, how do I start this off? Where do I go? I've got everything here. Uh, but, but, but I, I know everybody does things differently, but, but what I'm always like, I have to get over that hump. How do you guys, do you guys ever have a hump like that? You get that you have to like, you know, help each other over. Yeah. I mean, mainly it's, if one of us is having a hard time with something, you know, the other guy will have to pick up the slack, uh, in some way. And for me personally, if, if I'm having a hard time with something, I'll definitely lean on Rolando. And, and default to what he feels should go should happen in that scene because i mean damn i didn't have an idea you know <laughs> so a lot of that is like yielding and and doing that yin yang thing and letting someone else take over in certain spots and as far as the beats go uh our books are first and foremost comedy books um and one of the things that 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 a lot of people have been saying about our books is that uh, they appreciate that every panel, if not every other panel, is a joke. Like it has something funny in it. And that is what I learned, or we learned rather, from Mad Magazine. Uh, I'm a huge Mad Magazine fan. Uh, I still have a subscription to this day. Oh, nice. Heck yeah. And oh, actually, I'm, I'm wearing the shirt. Oh, that's dope. I, I got to ask you, man, how many, how many issues do you have? Uh, actually, I probably got like maybe 50. That's not a okay, lot. Okay. But because I, I did have a, a time where I, where I lapsed. Mm -hmm. But um, the cool thing is, I'll just real quick about Matt. A real cool, cool thing is that it's not cool that they're out of business. But that because they're out of business, whoever bought them is, is still producing magazines, but they're doing themed versions. Like uh, the last one was Batman. And so they, they took. Batman stories from the entire uh, how long has Mad Magazine been around? It's about, about maybe 350 years. So they have like 350 <laughs> years of Mad Magazines with Batman stories that they can pick that they can pick from. Which is so each issue that comes out now is really cool because you know nobody's read 350 years of, of Mad Magazine. So so that it's all it feels like it's all new content. It just you know, was written 150 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, I'm no mathematician, but uh, <laughs> so the, so the thing about our books is that it's the joke. We got to get the joke. The joke has to land. Uh, so it, it's a little, I don't want to say easier, but we figured out how to, to, to get our, our punchlines in uh, uh, through the, through the story. And the story kind of just goes around 
the the joke. In fact, uh, excuse me, uh, pretty much every issue has one giant joke that just made us laugh till we cry, and we said, uh, we have to make an issue out of this, so let's figure out how to make an issue out of this. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and you can probably figure out what, what the big joke is, because I probably made a full uh, a splash page out of it, uh, <laughs> like, like a, full, a full page image out of it. And, and what does your your script look like? Is is it is it like a, just a regular comic script or, or you know, because I know a lot of people do different things. And a lot of times, you know, there's there's the standard, you know, template of a comic book script. Right. Uh, what does yours look like? I don't it's it's not very neat at all. <laughs> like it's not it's, <laughs> it's not like a, it's not formatted like a screen. It's, it's somewhat formatted like a screenplay script, but it's not 100 percent that. Um, if you've ever read the director's cut of Mr. Miracle number one, um, the, the Tom King one, uh, they have like how they do the script in there. And that's kind of what ours looks like. Kind of, you know, there's, you know, character, uh, colon, and then this is what they say, you know, mm -hmm. before that, you yeah. know. Uh, descriptions of what's going on in the panels and stuff like that. Hey man, if it, it it works for you guys, you guys are both you know doing something amazing, man. So so you don't need something that clean. <laughs> yeah, I, personally, I'm I'm very happy and I feel confident saying that since we have like a we have a deal with a with a Scout Comics label. I'll go ahead and say I've never seen a comic book script, <laughs> and I probably don't need to see one because what me and Rolando do works. There you go. There you go. And, and that's the one thing that I found out, you know, through all these interviews, talking to creators is there's not one, there's not one exact way to make comic books. There's so many different ways and whatever works for you guys, it works. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it needs to be the standard way. As long as you are creating a comic book that, you know, makes somebody happy, makes somebody laugh literally out loud like you guys do amazing thank you. and you're doing something right thank you thank you guys for uh, for hanging out with me uh please let everybody know where they can find you and all the all your guys social media and all that good stuff and very soon we can see you guys with chispa comics absolutely yes uh very soon this year you can buy our books uh wherever bookstores are sold uh and you know you can find our stuff in the future uh, very soon at scout comics uh, in the meantime, you can find us at Five Meets on social medias. Uh, you can go to uh, FiveMeetsComics.com to get some of our cool t-shirts and whatnot and some of our digital content. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm eyeballing that, that Latinx shirt, man. It looks like the, yeah. the X-Men shirt. I'm, I'm, dude, I've been eyeballing that one. That's a, that's a fan favorite for sure. I bet, man. I bet. I'm all down with that one. So, man, yeah, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me right here on the House of Indie. It was amazing talking to you guys. I love. I feel like we could talk forever. It uh, feels like I've been hanging out with a couple homies from back in the day. <laughs> Thanks. I might add, when you read our books, that's what it feels like. You're hanging out with a couple of homies. And that's what it is. I love it. Thank you, guys. It makes me feel uh, exactly like that when I read this. And when I talk to you guys, it's like, man, I, I just want to chill with these dudes. <laughs> All right. One day. <laughs> yeah, man. One day when this craziness is over, we'll, do, we'll be there. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. You guys have been amazing. Uh, remember to make sure you guys uh, listen to the House of Indie on the Geek Collective and Age Radio Network. We'll see you guys next time.